fourth Sunday of Easter for some years has been known as Good Shepherd Sunday. Because no matter which cycle of readings we find ourselves in, Matthew, Mark, or Luke, we hear about Jesus referring to himself as a Good Shepherd. Because of this, it's also become, for many years, World Day of Prayer for Vocations. The idea being that we need to pray for priests, and especially pray for good priests who will be shepherds after his own heart. From the origin of praying for more priests and good priests, the day was expanded to what we should also pray for vocations to consecrated life. And we should also pray for vocations to holy Christian marriage as well. So it became a general way of prayer for vocations, but all rooted in this identity of Jesus as good shepherd. But I think we sometimes just let the words of Jesus, especially his analogy sometimes, just go right over our head. Because what Jesus describes today is not what most people would describe as a good shepherd. Now, to be honest with you, my 4-H journey took me through leadership and cooking and bicycles and rockets. I've never owned an animal, I've never cared for an animal, a dog, a cat. I don't know much about sheep, but I'm pretty sure it is not in the job description of a shepherd to die for his sheep. I said that last night, and one of the employees at St. Thomas said, I think that's covered in other tasks as a sign of task. <laughs> it's not the job description. Think about that. A good shepherd is one who cares for the sheep, who tends the sheep, who protects the sheep, who's going to do what he can to keep the wolf away. But when it comes down to it, if it's the sheep life, sheep's life, or the shepherd's, we're going to let nature take its course. It's not really the worldly definition of a good shepherd as one who lays down his life for the sheep. St. Jesus also talks about the kind of good shepherd that leaves the 99 behind and goes in search of the one. That's not the kind of shepherd I would hire, actually. That's kind of a bad shepherd, right? Do what you can to keep long out, but if one stupid one runs away, you're not going to leave the 99. We're so used to these analogies, but Jesus has weird vision of what a shepherd is supposed to do. Because, as usual, Jesus isn't really talking about shepherds, is he? Jesus is trying to take something familiar to us and transform our understanding of it, to renew and elevate our vision of it. He is no earthly shepherd. And he changes the definition of what it means to call himself a good shepherd. An earthly shepherd might let the one go, but this shepherd loves his sheep so much that not even a 99% success rate is good enough. 
Not one of them can be lost. Jesus is the good shepherd who would rather die so that his sheep can live. That is a different kind of shepherd. And that is why we need, as a church community, to pray for vocations. Because though it all seems quite simple and straightforward on the surface level, Christian vocations are no ordinary vocations. If you start with marriage, you might say, well, listen, there's all sorts of people marrying everywhere. Marriage is a pretty common thing. I don't know why we need to pray for more marriages. Some people need to pray for less marriages. Everyone knows that marriage is a good thing. But Christian marriage, like the whole kid caboodle, everything from holy dating, the kind of Christian marriage that means we're not going to act married until we are married, we're not going to live together, sleep together. The kind of Christian marriage that once you said those vows, it really is till death do us part. It really is for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer. Christian marriage that endures any affliction or suffering, that's willing to do the hard work to overcome any obstacle, that's faithful, that's fruitful and open to life. Now that is a different kind of marriage than what most of the world has to offer. And that's more difficult than some more watered-down vision of what it means to be married. So Christian marriage, it's not just any old marriage. It's not natural. Supernatural. And if we're going to succeed as a people of God in fostering holy marriages that start with holy dating and conclude with till death to us part, well then we need to pray for those kind of vocations. Because you can only live that kind of life by the grace of God. Consecrated religious life. Some of these monks and nuns, they just sit around and pray all day. I can't be that hard. Kind of a waste of that. Could they do something? I don't want to leave our prayers. They spend all the prayer. The apostolic orders, well, they go out and serve in many different ways. Caring for the poor, teaching, preaching. But, like, that's a, that's a pretty common thing as well. You don't have to tell many people that they should serve others and do the works of mercy. Like, that's a pretty generally accepted thing that we should all be doing. But consecrated religious life is not an ordinary life of private piety and doing good works. It's actually just about as ridiculous the shepherd who would die for his sheep, or one that would leave the 99 and seek out the one. It's a ridiculous proposition to invite a young person 
to make a vow of poverty in a world that offers so much stuff. It's a crazy thing to take a lifelong vow of poverty, to renounce material possessions and ownership, and say what most people spend most of their time seeking, I have nothing to do with. That's world turned upside down. To make a vow of obedience in the midst of a world that says, you do you. To instead make a vow of God to say, I'll do Christ. I'll follow his plan. Not my own. That's the kind of crazy of a shepherd who dies for a sheep. Or seeks the one and leaves the nine down behind. To take a vow of chastity as a consecrated religious, to forsake for all of life what most of our culture says you can't possibly live without. That's no natural way of life. It's supernatural. And so, yeah, we need to pray that God gives those he's calling the grace to follow him. And the priesthood, the craziest one of them all, there is little worldly reason to do what I do. Job security, sure. Sinners are bound. <laughs> I'll always have work to do. But I remember my first parents to visit parents said, please do not calculate your hourly wage. We will lose you to Wendy's. <laughs> and so every now and then when I see those sideways things on the signs, I'll take a picture and send it to her. Say, just keep my options open. <laughs> it's not a path to worldly success in any way. It's not a path to wealth. It involves loving people who 20 minutes ago, two months ago, a year ago, you had no idea who they were. It involves laying your life down for people who might be gone in 20 minutes, two months, a year. It involves forsaking the things that most people spend their lives looking for. There's no path to advancement for the priest. While many spend their days trying to climb the corporate ladder, there's not a thing I can do to earn more worldly influence or fame. Now, I think our fame is priest, but. All too frequently, if you notice, for priests, fame goes before the fall. This line makes no sense. About as much sense as a shepherd who would die for his sheep. Because he's not doing it like the hired man. He lives out of love. About as crazy as the shepherd who would leave the 99 to seek out the one. 
It's a different definition of what it means to live a good life. It's not natural. It's supernatural. And so, yeah, we better pray as a church for the grace to follow where the Lord calls for those who God is calling to the priesthood. World Day of Prayer for Vocations supposed to be every day. But we'll focus on it in particular today and pray in two ways. Pray today that young people, especially our students at St. Thomas, might hear the Lord calling them so that whatever path they choose in life, they choose it as a response to the Lord's invitation. Pray that God would give them the grace to follow where He calls in such an unusual, often resisted, scoffed at, ridiculed way of life that is the Christian vocation. Pray that God would give us many more holy families, holy men and women religious, and priests with the heart of shepherd. And second, we need to pray for those of us who are living these Christian vocations now, that we might have the grace to persevere, especially when it feels like you're swimming upstream. That we might have the grace to be an authentic witness of Christian love and Christian joy. That we might serve as an inspiration to others of the goodness, faithfulness, and love of God. World Day of Prayer for Vocations, indeed. On this Good Shepherd Sunday, let us allow the Lord to transform our minds about what it means to live a Christian life, to live one of the Christian vocations. Let's allow the Lord to elevate our ideals and our goals. And let's pray for an increase in holy disciples, holy families.